Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast. Iowa Rugby Podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> and Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. And the return of our intern, Javi. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want. And we can say whatever the hell we want. (laughs) Cheers. This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio. Locker room. Locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And... Great price, great people, great service. I mean, just can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page, look them up online. R-O-D-E-R, Epoxy. Tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, that's really important. Now, here's the show. And we're back, Philly V. I missed you so much, Mr. Gray. I missed you too. We haven't seen each other in so long. I actually haven't really seen each other much, but we have talked a lot. So, well, I mean, you're gonna get that <laughs> yeah. with me. I I talk a lot. I know. Um, pretty. pretty yeah. <laughs> That's funny you say that because I'm pretty sure when I called you last night when I was going to pick up my son, the drive from Clive Dankeny, it's a little little distance. Yeah. So I'm like, I got some time to kill. I'll I'll call Phil. Um, and we didn't have a conversation. I think I just talked at you for thirty you did, minutes. And I was trying to go to Aldi's. <laughs> To get myself groceries. The oh. new one. <laughs> What's it called? Aldi's. What? Aldi's. Do you know that's not the name of it? Wait, is it not? No, it's Aldi. There's no S. There's no S? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no. And like some people, I don't care, but a lot of people freak out. And they're like, Why would you? It's Aldi, not Aldi's. I'll kill you. <laughs> so that's, uh, I don't care, but it's just oh. funny because people have yelled at me, but, Weird. you know, because you wouldn't say, oh, I'm going to Hy-Vee's. That's a good point. But all these, like, I don't know, it just it, sounds... It rolls off the tongue to me, though, so... You... Yeah. Wait. Where'd you go? All D. You know where I go? Where? All these nuts. 
<laughs> All right. Just kidding. So we're back. Welcome. Uh, season two of the B-Side Boys. New theme music, new intro music. I love the new theme music. <laughs> I was just bored sitting on my couch and I was like, hey, I'm going to throw some stuff together and see what you think. Tried to take like some of your favorite shows and clips and mine and and see if they're kind of related to our vibe so people kind of know what they're getting into. I felt like you blended it really well because when you sent me all the Always Sunny Philly stuff, I was just like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's why I put the Dennis one uh, by you because I was just like, yeah, that just, <laughs> it makes sense. So we are back. We're happy to be back. Good break. Well rested. Well, mm-hmm. not really, but, you know, um, we, we're getting to the holidays and we kind of need to take a little break. But with that being said, we have so many things to cover. I mean, I'm talking from the national championships for the NCR, men's and women's. We have MLR news that's very local to us. We have high school news in Iowa. We have just, there's all, there's all these things. New rules, uh, new rugby laws yeah. that are put into place. Uh, just all sorts of things. We're not going to cover it all in this first episode. It is a Wednesday after this week, we are going to have episodes every Monday and Thursday. And for the time being, until we get into the high school boys season, our format is going to be Monday is going to be more information. And then Thursday is going to be more, let's just kick back, meet some of the personalities of rugby, shoot the shit, just kind of, you know, have fun with it. I mean, well, both episodes will be fun to do, but yeah, <laughs> both will be fun. But like your information, we're going to try to give it to you on Monday and try to get some People with some expertise in some areas, um, you know, get them on Mondays and maybe you learn a thing or two and maybe it's more informative, but, you know, we'll still bring uh, whatever it is we bring to this. And then on Thursday, again, it'll be kind of that format like we had with like, I don't know, you think of like Tyler Daly or, uh, you know, whoever else. Kelsey was another one where yeah. we just sit in my garage. Uh, we sit in the Wombat Den. The Wombat Den, yes. And uh, <laughs> have some drinks, have some fun. We have a lot of great episodes lined up and something we've never done before. We already have like 10 interviews recorded. Like we're mm. we're actually so prepped that we're confused where we are in the timeline. I know. That's going to be kind of hard on some of our conversations. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little worried about that. It's like, oh shit, we haven't dropped that episode yet and I bring something up. But <laughs> that's try my best not to do it. <laughs> that's what I say. We time travel uh, as best I can. I keep that Excel spreadsheet. You know, to try to keep track of our ideas and thoughts. But yeah, this th- is way more prepared than we've ever been doing this. <laughs> and you've done prep. Like, you, yeah, you some, have stuff. Some. Yeah. <laughs> you got stuff. And some is more than none. Um, also, we announced we do have a brand new intern position. But this person is not new. Phil, introduce our intern. Well, our intern is currently not here. But he will be. He will be. He's on the way at some point. Well, not in this episode. But not in this episode. But yeah, he will be coming. Yeah. So, do you want to say who it is? I don't know. I can only leave that on earth to you, though. Okay. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, I'll just say it. Javi. Yay, Javi. Is back. <laughs> but he's a growing man. He's taking care of business. Uh, he's a very busy man. He did start another job. Yes, he did. And so, he said he wants to be a part of it. So, we decided to scale back uh, kind of what we're looking for. And he's just going to be there when he's available. And so sometimes he'll pop up, sometimes he won't. Um, but he's a part of the show again. So good to have him back. Look forward to seeing him sometime. Yes. Eventually. Yes. Not again. May- Not today. Not today. Maybe next week, but 
yeah, no, it's it's good to have him back. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back. 2023, did you have a good New Year's? I went to bed at 9.30. Dude, Lex and I stayed up later than you. We I actually know. stayed up till 12.05. Like, we forced ourselves. <laughs> like, hey, we're staying up. We're going to make it. 12, 12 o'clock hits. We're like, yay. We high-fived, and then we fell asleep. Well, we had to push family Christmas back because of the weather from last weekend. Mm-hmm. Or not the last weekend, but yeah, it was last weekend already. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just with the snow and everything. So we had Christmas instead of New Year's, and yeah, ate too much food, and I'm just like, fuck this. I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to stay in, and I fell asleep at 9.30. Yeah, no, that, that was the the latest that Lex and I have stayed up in a while. Just sat in the hot tub. Might have, I don't know, had an Adderall. <laughs> so then had it way later than you should have it in the day. Um, and then so that's what kept us up, kept mm. us going. Also, that's why I didn't let you talk on the phone the other day. If you noticed, I was all amped up. Yeah, weird. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is I almost, when I hung up with you, I almost called you back to be like, hey, Phil, guess what? And I was like, ah, I'll save it for the podcast. No. Um, Yeah, it's all good. So, no, it's a new year. I always love this time of year because it it just feels like it's a fresh start. Even though when you're an adult, it's just another day, kind of. Yeah, it is. I mean, Really, it's it's up to you to put these parameters of like, hey, here's my goals. It's a you just feel like it's a good time to restart. Whether you have life goals, personal goals, fitness goals, whatever it is, it's kind of nice because you just feel like that that 2023. It's like nothing's happened yet. You can do whatever you want to do with it. So we are going to talk a lot with people we interview about, you know, hey, what are some goals? What are you looking mm. forward to? Because there is so much optimism. Oh, yeah. And like what people are doing too in the off season and like what they're get what they're doing to get ready for spring, summer, fall. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty curious to hear like what other teams are doing to keep guys engaged. And it's going to be it's going to be a fun little conversation. Yeah. And that's why like we want to bring those people on too is uh, not just steal their ideas, but to share kind of like, hey, people are working in the dark. And, we, and you always see that quote, like lately, I think it's like Joe Burrow or something. It's like, you know, I work in the sun or in the darkness so I can shine in the light or I don't know, something stupid like that, which yes, you don't need to film every workout or every time you're in the weight room. I'm not trying to, I, <laughs> I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. That was not intentional. Okay. Phil, sometimes you lift very heavy weights. You have the right to do that. Uh, some people, you know, at the start of the year will film a lot of themselves doing something to prove something, but it's like, are they doing it for the views or are they doing it to actually grow? For themselves, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I'm totally derailed about the point I was trying to make because then I realized you looked at me. <laughs> I wasn't actually trying to make fun of you. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, new year. Let's do new stuff. New year, new stuff. Yeah, yeah. new year, new stuff. Get into it. Oh, talking about other teams, the working in the dark. Mm -hmm. The main idea is, you know, maybe when you hear what other people are doing, that motivates you to do more. Oh, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Because if I go on social media and I don't see anything that really stands out, whatever. But I'll be honest, as like the person who runs the stuff for the Wombats, when I see, you know, River City has a recruitment event coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State Men's is hosting a Sevens coaching clinic. clinic. Yeah. I see things like that and I go, whoa, why am I not doing something? Yeah. Why is our club not doing something? What We are falling behind. I need to do more. Mm. And granted, I, we're not going to copy everything they're doing. It just is like, 
we need to get our asses in gear and get to work. Where, and that's the point of this podcast. Hopefully, it motivates people to get out there and coach, recruit, become a ref, be a player, be a fan, whatever. And then again, have fun. You know, a lot of people, like I said, we've got a lot of people we've interviewed, a lot of people we want to interview. Like one interview, I want to interview the most winningest senior side men's coach in the history of Iowa rugby. Do you know who that is? Most winningest coach in mm-hmm. senior side. Senior side. So senior like men's side. league. Yeah. God, who, who would, hmm, I don't know. So I actually was at the same coaching coaching clinic as him. Uh, I was getting my level 300. He was getting his level 200. And this was probably a decade ago. It was probably 2012. Hmm. Maybe 2011? No, 2012. Jesse Sathry. Fish. Oh. He, he's the official coach for Beamer County and has been for the last like, decade. Whoa, what? And they, <laughs> they haven't really lost many matches in the last decade. So oh, God, I love Fish. I love Fish, too. God, he's, a good, he's a goddamn good man. I know. We need to get him on here. And, and speaking of other people, too, we, we talked about uh, some breaking news. Some breaking news for Iowa rugby. Uh, number one, huge Major League Rugby signing to the NOLA Gold. We've been talking about this guy forever. We're very biased, but at the same time, we're not. Everybody who's seen this guy play is like, why is he not, why is he not on pro? Yeah, why, yeah, why is like, he not I pro? Know. I mean, the guy is a monster. Uh, so yeah, Phil, who was it? Uh, yeah, our buddy Ani Mateo just uh, got signed by Nola as a fullback, which was pretty interesting because you know he's always played center typically, mm-hmm. but he's so versatile. Like at Iowa Central, you know, he'd also play like fly half and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Like. Just a phenomenal athlete. He stayed in Des Moines with us for quite a few months and like just hung out, played touch and everything else. And like it is just stupid how athletic he is. Right. And he also was playing some wing, I saw as well. Oh, yeah. So I mean, he could play anything 10 through 15. Yeah. But easily. also, I think I look at his size too, and it's like I wouldn't be afraid to put him in the pack. I mean, as a flanker, maybe. Yeah. yeah or... And maybe in the MLR, he'd be undersized height wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, still, he's a tank. And then his speed and athleticism. And just versatility. Well, I mean, and like, I remember when he was here, too, and there was a good chance he was going to get drafted. I remember him, like, we were, like, going, getting ready to go out, and he was, like, hanging out or whatever, and he was, like, watching to see if he was going to get his name called or whatever, and he ended up not getting drafted through some – it was honestly some, like, bullshit where it's, like, not, like, they can only draft, like, so many foreign players. Well, and like, a policy for that yeah, in the MLR. Every MLR team has a number of foreign-born slots, mm-hmm. and you'll actually see teams trade the rights. So, like, let's say – you have seven, and I have seven, but I want a player that you have, and you want another international slot. I could trade you a player for the rights, not even a player, but the right to have another international player. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, and also, they only had two rounds back then. Now they're up to three. Yeah. Oh, see, I remember when it was only two rounds. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, I'm just – I'm so happy that he got signed with NOLA, two of all teams. Like, they were the ones who interacted with us the most on social media and stuff, which is kind of cool. <laughs> when we did our jerseys are kick-ass. When we did our first attempt at a YouTube show yeah. with the Wombats, <laughs> which that was fun. That was kind of like the – was fun. Uh, what would you call it? The thing before this. This was that was, was like the test run. Um, we had like 12 people on the show and did Zoom calls. And <laughs> it was a mess, but it was fun. Um, yeah, NOLA was the team that interacted with the Wombats the most, and it was cool. It was. And and they also, they've hosted some pretty cool matches. They've had some great players go through there. It's a team we've always rooted for. Mm. Uh, NOLA Gold also played, um, I think, the Stars Academy. I want to say, too, there was other, like, 
they might have played the Midwest Thunderbirds. I know Atlanta. I know did, it was Atlanta because but I couldn't I, go to that one. I, I don't know. I just remember Casey Hansen and Todd Becker. I'm pretty sure they played in a match against Nola. Yeah, that might have been with Stars. And Nico, Nico Fleece was there too. Yeah, because um, I remember watching that. So Nola's one of those teams, even though they're not that close to us. Even though before Chicago, they were the closest team to mm, Iowa. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're happy. You know. Yeah, I might have to get some Nola gear. Oh, for sure. Ani, he's from Port Elizabeth, South Africa, graduated from Kingswood College in 2013. Then he came over. He attended Iowa Central Community College from 2017 to 2018. Then when he was done there, went to Lindenwood, graduated in 2022. And that's when Phil said should have been drafted. But I mean, that's what we thought. But then, you know, it's not like he just sat around and did nothing. So he was playing rugby with the Kansas City Blues, the St. Louis Bombers. He was in the USA Club Sevens Nationals and with the Dallas Rugby Football Club at mm. the Freetail Sevens. I mean, I mean, he was on the academy team too. So I mean, he yep. was playing like Atlanta. So like he was already kind of yes. on Nola, like developmental side. He, so. Nola Gold's academy team in the yep. fall of 2022. I mean, they knew who he was. They just kind of had him there, ready to go. And now they're ready to pull the yep. trigger. I mean, he's 27. Like he's probably in the best shape he's been in. Best shape he well, like. He like he, on his Snapchat too and stuff like that. Like. He's always got like videos of them like all like in the gym doing stuff like him and like a couple other guys like always doing something. It's just like, you know, not only is he like, you know, a gifted athlete, but like he also works hard. Like, look at Phil with his insider <laughs> information. Oh, you know, if you look at Snapchat, yeah, I'm not friends with him on Snapchat. <laughs> well, how come you've never gotten him on the show? I don't know. I should probably get a hold of him. <laughs> don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you got him on Snapchat. Let's let's just Snapchat live him right now or FaceTime him. I, I'm old. Ah. Anyways, speaking of the MLR, Chicago Hounds, that was another thing that we'd been talking about forever. They announced all of that, I'm pretty sure, after we went on hiatus for winter break. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Hounds rugby have been announced. They're the newest expansion team in Major League Rugby. I told you it was going to be Chicago. It just made sense. But- it did. The colors, uh, you know, they have that that darker green and then that the Chicago sky blue, uh, or what is that? Mm. What's that blue? Uh, I don't know. North Carolina blue? It's kind of like North Carolina uh, What's blue. that? It's, uh, uh, it has a special name. I don't know. I'm not a big color We're guy. We're guys. Okay, <laughs> blue, so they're blue and green. Uh, I like the name Hounds. I wish it was like wolfhounds or greyhounds or, i like it i like I, it simple it, it is simple and they kind of that that hound in the middle looks very like game of thrones crest um yeah the circle kind of looks like a soccer ball that's the only thing i wish it was the actual crest shape um instead of the circle uh, like the the inner circle portion where it's got like the three lines that are going yeah off. those yeah. those three lines that it kind of looks like a soccer ball if you don't know but it does say rugby at the bottom they have the four Chicago stars that you know they have on their uh I mean like wouldn't have I mean like I don't I don't hate it by any means no 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 it makes sense just to have like the crest and then just Chicago Hounds rugby like Chicago Hounds at the top rugby below that's what I was thinking the circle makes it like a soccer ball whereas like when you look at the New York is also a circle Mm, yeah but they don't have any lines that look like a soccer ball true those those three sets of five lines kind of look like a soccer ball but anyways we're we're not <laughs> we're not fashion designers, so this is true. Uh, whatever, I'm happy. I'm gonna love it no matter what. And I love this as well. We've been saying too that the Midwest has a great pool of talent. Major League Rugby and the Chicago Hounds. They notice that. They see that the Chicago Hounds are going to have an open MLR combine. 
So they said they are committed to identifying and developing Midwestern rugby talent. Chicago Hounds, they want to represent the Midwest. How do you do that? Get guys from the Midwest. The Combine will take place Sunday, January 29th at their home stadium, SeatGeek Stadium, in their dome facility. Sign up opens at 9 a.m. with the Combine starting at 10 a.m. and it'll be over by 3 p.m. You have to fill out the form on their website. So just Google search Chicago Hounds Rugby, go to their page. They have a link. You have to fill that out because space is limited. Again, we love connecting people to like the next level. Like if you think you can play, go try it. Yeah. And and we would love to support you and push you that direction. Um, you know, Phil, I think I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are people listening to this that I think have a good shot to, you know, be on an academy side or even be on um, well, the, a roster. Yeah. Well, worst case scenario, like what hurts to just try? Yeah. You know? And just then give you, it a, just give it a shot. One, you're going to get your name put in that pool. They're going to know who you are. And I guarantee they're going to give you feedback, too, of, you know, hey, you're this close. This is what we need from you. You know, we'd like to see this, this, or this, which whatever. Could, yeah, which could in turn make you into a better rugby player when you come back to, like, men's league stuff. Or if you're going right. to still have another year of college, you might learn a few things that you could bring back to your own club. Like, you, you can go to this at 18 years old. Yeah. So if you're a kid right out of high school, you're a freshman in college, you're a senior in college, you can still go because get this. You know, they could put a tab on you and be like, yeah, we want you. Mm. you know we're we're signing you through this or whatever I, I don't know how that works but like get in their system get seen but like the worst thing you could do is be like mm, i don't know if i'm good enough so i'm not gonna try it well then you'll never know exactly uh we both decided we already know no <laughs> <laughs> i'm busy uh, that weekend otherwise maybe <laughs> yeah if they, they would have given me more time to prepare yeah. uh it's not a lot of time to prep exactly <laughs> you know one of those players that i think could really benefit from this and this is a guy who is our first interview of 2023 he reached out to me last year and was like hey how do i get on the show so happy to have him joseph why wally i think you butchered it there but that's okay i know <laughs> we we when we called him on the phone uh we talked and yeah you'll hear it in the interview too because the same thing happens i said it right the first time but anyways joseph if you've met him He's a guy with high goals, high aspirations. This is perfect for him. The news of this came out after this interview. And right when the interview was over and right when I heard this news, first thing I did was send him this link. And he's like, I'm signing up for this now. That's like, awesome. Good. He he wants to do this. You'll hear the goals he has and, and everything he wants to accomplish. And like, he is the perfect guy for this. At 24 years old, he, you know, to be in the same arena, get his name out there, be in that pool. Um, just to see where you're at compared to other people. Yeah. There's going to be a ton of D1 talent there. See how you match up next to them. This could be huge for Midwest rugby, and you might see players shifting to other markets, other teams, mm -hmm. to try to work their way into that system. And then also, if I'm from another organization, I don't know if they're allowing this, but if I was like, another MLR club, yeah. I would be like, hey, can I look at all the guys you didn't sign? Because, yeah. you know, maybe there's not room for your position or skill set, but maybe at NOLA, they're yeah. looking for something. So, well, well, even like D1 like right? teams, you know, too, like they, you know, recruit guys all the time. They can hook you up with like job, housing, yeah. all that stuff. Like if you see somebody at one of these, you know, combines that's a really good player, but just doesn't quite make the roster for MLR, it's like you could pull them to your D1 side. So like, that, you never know. <clears throat> that is something you raise a really good point where it's like if I was a Chicago Lions coach, if I was a Chicago, 
anything, yeah. even Southside <laughs> Irish at D2. I'm talking D3 Chicago Riot. I'm hanging out there and like, hey, do you want to be in the shadow of the Chicago Hounds goalpost? Do you want to be a stone's throw away from the stadium? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if your yeah. aspiration really is to be MLR, you know, maybe it's smart to work your way towards Chicago. Um, so you can be in arm's reach if they need a call up. Boom. I already live there. Mm. Um, whatever. So I, I'm i not saying people should do that. I mean, do what's best for you. Do what you want to do. But what I'm trying to say is it's going to be interesting to see if people do that. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it would be smart if they did. But I guess we'll find out in a few weeks if some people are going to yeah. take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. And I can already think of one player who, you know, he started his career at Northeast Iowa. Then we played with him at Bremer. Then he went to University of Iowa. Oh, yeah. And then he's at the Chicago Lions. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris, yeah. So definitely something that people do. Um, and now there's a pro team there. So without further ado, let's get to our first interview of the year. Here's Joseph. Let's do it. All right. And we are here with our first interview of 2023 season two premiere episode we have with us joseph boilali i messed up i messed up no oh my tongue got in the way wait oh we we just were talking on the phone and i we I practiced your last name and I got it right and you you were patting me on the back saying how good I did and then I <laughs> fucked it up. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a natural occurrence for me. <laughs> That's fair. I I can understand that completely. Is that last name not common in Iowa? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's common in the USA at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, Joseph, thank you for joining us. You are one of the, like, the younger, like, really good players in the state. Up and coming is the term I was looking for. You know, you 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 run hard, you play hard, and you have this great personality. I think you embody the the spirit of rugby in Iowa so well because you play hard and then you party hard and then you just you make friends wherever you go. He's just always in a good mood. Yeah, I've never seen you mad. <laughs> I can't get mad, man. Life's too good for me to be mad. <laughs> so speaking of life being good, like, what are you up to, man? Like, what what is happening in Joseph's life right now? Oh, man, um, there's quite a bit happening currently in my life. So I just, I switched my major from going to nursing school um, to Bible school. And lately, um, I've been getting to know more people. Like, I've been trying to get to you know, go places where I haven't been before, play some rugby I haven't tried to play before, um, meet some new people and just try to get connections and obviously getting better for the season coming up. That's awesome because I, I know, you know, you've played some high performance camps. You've, you've played for a few different teams. Um, mm-hmm. You're only 21 years old, correct? Uh, no, 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 no. I just turned 24. Okay. Okay. I'm going to cut that part out. Maybe Patrick Lawson might've lied to us. He told us you were 21. I was going to say like, he was listing off all the things you've done. And I'm like, that's a lot for a guy who's 21. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I was 21 with all these accolades. That'd be awesome. (laughs) So tell us a little bit, what's your rugby story? Where did you get started? How did you get started? And then where is it taking you? Well, uh, so let me start from the beginning. I was I was born in Congo. I am uh, African through and through, 100% thoroughbred. 
Um, I was born in Congo, but I was raised in South Africa. And that's where my love and my passion for the sport came. Um, when I turned 13, I think was the first time I touched a rugby ball. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously in South Africa, uh, we start our high school in eighth grade. So I was around 13 at the time and I started playing. I wasn't, obviously I wasn't good. Just like any kid who picks up a, a sport for the first time, I wasn't good for the first year and a half. Um, but towards my sophomore year, the beginning of 10th grade, um, I don't know what it was. Something clicked for me. Um, and I got promoted up to the A team and then we moved here to the USA. Uh, then for about three years, I stopped playing rugby because I didn't know that there was any rugby up in Iowa. It was very scarce at the time. And then my senior year, uh, one of my teammates now was my coach at the time. His name is Noah Williams. Uh, shout out to Noah. He called me and he was like, hey, I heard you played before. Um, I'm looking to start a sevens high school team. And I would like for you to come and captain the team if possible. I agreed. Obviously, it was a big opportunity for me. So I jumped on it. I played uh, high school sevens for a season. Then I didn't really have any connections because being from Africa, you don't really know a lot, especially when you're not, you didn't come here for rugby. So you're not scouted out or no one's telling you a lot about what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I just went to Kirkwood, uh, which is a community uh, college here in my, uh, in Cedar Rapids. And I just played for the men's club, uh, the headhunters, uh, Cedar Rapids headhunters for about three years. Um, and then after a while, I realized I was getting better and better and better. And I wanted to play higher levels and I wanted to, you know, further my career. So I just started going to high performance camps. Um, in 2021, I went to the Silverbacks camp uh, led by Coach Joey yep. Ramos. I hope I didn't say his last name wrong. It's gonna kill me, but uh, yeah, I went to his, I went to his high performance camp with some of the other, um, you know, uh, high schoolers and college players, and that's where I really, really fell in love with the sport, like all the way immersed, and I wanted to make this my career. Um, so from there, things just took a turn. I went to another camp for the Silverbacks camp. Um, then I went to the uh, USA tryouts, the combine for the MLR. Um, and then after all that was done, I decided uh, it was time for me to go higher on it to a higher division. So this past fall, I went to play with Brimmer County mm -hmm. um, in Division Two here in the Midwest. So that's basically been my story. And obviously, you guys know me from being at every tournament and oh, playing yeah. every minute of every game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, and that's it's a great story, and I think you know one that is really cool to see because, you know, you didn't know that there was rugby in Iowa. And I think nationally, even people who live in Iowa, people don't know there's rugby in Iowa. And then you found it. And, you know, we've played against Noah. We know him very well as yeah, well. I said, it's so wild that he was your coach at one point. I had no idea. Now, yeah. yeah. And then now teammates and, and, you know, going to those high performance camps. And, and I'd say too, I, I, I just feel like when I see you on a rugby field or like at a tournament, you, you stand out, you got those big quads and a big smile and you're just running all over the place. And, and I feel like too, you could play multiple positions with your athleticism and power. It's a good mix of both. You know, have you had any contact with some higher level teams or, or MLR like for the upcoming year? Has anybody been talking to you about anything or any more camps coming up to be scouted or seen? Cause I feel like you have a lot of potential, man. And, not just saying that to, to say it, but Thank just, 
you're you're young, you're strong, you're athletic, you you got the great positive attitude and a great work ethic. So um just wondering, like, is that something that's on the horizon for 2023? Uh so currently I don't have any high uh level teams talking to me, but yeah, there are some camps that are coming up. I don't have all the dates in front of me and I don't have mm-hmm. all the information, but uh there are some high performance camps coming up. I know that um are starting in the summer. Uh and there will be some um combines and and tryouts that are coming up for some teams i already got a few um information here and there from my coaches but aside from that no i'm not speaking to any high level teams right now although i would like to in the near future yeah um i know gray was just saying like you know you've played a couple different positions you know and just being a talented player and everything um mm-hmm. i was kind of curious though what's like your favorite position that you play because i know you've played hooker you've played center you've done like other positions in the pack you know just kind of curious what you know you have played for or like what would be your preferred position if i were to be completely honest with you the position i know for a fact i am the best at and the position that i generally enjoy playing because i have the most freedom i think to play my uh, style of rugby is inside center uh number 12 uh before i used to be a flanker um, when I was younger, and that kind of prepared me for, you know, the hard ball, hard nose smashed into people type ball, type rugby, but also being in the back line, I get to finesse some people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I get the freedom of both worlds, being able to put some hurt on some younger, on some uh, smaller guys and being able to, like, you know, outrun some guys when they think I'm slow. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you like to pick on the small guys. I see how it is. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. Most of them, they look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, he's not outrunning me. And then I'm laughing at them while they eat my dust. <laughs> oh, man. So what's been your your favorite memory or your favorite moment? Um, just like men's league. like favorite, So far, at least. So far, yeah. <laughs> is there a tournament or mm-hmm. a game that stands out? The select sides. Last year's select side was one of my favorite times. Um, we didn't do too well against Minnesota and uh, what was the other team? Wisconsin, I think. Um, but the team it, it, in general, it was just one of the funniest experiences of my of my life. Uh, we were all just on the sideline making the craziest jokes. And if you were looking, uh, if I know Phil, you were in there, but you didn't even see your face. If you were looking at Phil's face most of the time, he was doing some facial expressions that I don't think any children, if they were listening, would want to hear. It was pretty <laughs> so yeah, being able to play on the select side um, last year with some of the best talents I've seen in a while was pretty amazing. Uh, no, yeah, that was last spring. That select side, even though it was kind of like ragtag group, and we kind of like threw it together a little last minute. That was actually really fun, and yeah, yeah. like hopefully we can all kind of get together and do it again in the spring almost definitely yeah it came out of nowhere they were like hey guys uh we're gonna meet on this day uh good luck and when i showed <laughs> when i showed up everyone was like yep this is what we're doing <laughs> welcome to men's select side in iowa that's how it's been uh for as far as i know the last 10 years that's <laughs> sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't it is gonna happen this year but can't release any info yet but just keep oh, an eye open it's coming Okay, I'll be I'll be the first one to sign up. <laughs> first one to sign up for Select Side, first B Side Boys interview of 2023. I love too how like you reached out to me and you were just like, "Hey, how do I get on this podcast?" I'm like, "You're on it. Like that's it. That, that's all you had to do." 
Number one. Yeah, I've, been, I've been wanting to get on the podcast for so, such a long time. I was like, well, maybe they'll tell me, no, I'm not famous enough. That's okay. <laughs> oh, no. We're like, we got to have him on because he's going to like, he's going places. Then we can, we can attach our names to him and take credit for his <laughs> success. That's what I'm all about, Joseph. You know that. Of course, of course. I don't blame you. Go ahead. Take all the success you need. All the credit you need. You you make it big, and I'll say, yeah, I interviewed him. You know, no big deal. <laughs> Mr. Gray likes clout. You. I'll do anything for clout. I'll take you up on that, man. Oh, man. I still just – I remember, and we can't go into too much detail, but that night, um, I don't even know what tournament or what game. I think it just might have been Cedar Rapids came down to play against the Wombats, and uh-huh. uh, we went to that Irish bar, and it was like you oh, and Eads. And we were sitting out on the patio. That was that was a fun time. That's what rugby's all about, man. You guys, man. Do you remember that night? Yeah, I'm having flashbacks right now. That's why I'm coming. <laughs> that was a crazy night. Yeah, anytime you have Eads in, like mixed into the equation, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be something. Yeah, it's good. But I like you said, Ryan. That's literally what rugby is all about. Eads is another person I have to shout out. Shout out Jacob Eads. Is someone that. He embodies rugby more than anyone I've ever seen in my life. He plays just as hard as he parties, and that man can party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) I remember playing Cedar Rapids this last year, and I was teammates with Eads for a ton of years at Bremer, and then now he's with Cedar Rapids. We're with the Wombats, and it was the first time I'd played against him. I just remember being like, shit, I don't want to tackle him, and I don't want to get tackled by him (laughs) because he runs so hard, and there was a moment. I was hanging out on the wing and I had a break and I thought I had the fullback and I look and it was Eads tracking me down from the opposite side of the field. I just remember being like, this is going to hurt. And I just lowered my shoulder and he just leveled me. And I'm just like, all right, we're good. Like we're done. Like you nailed it. He, uh, he parties hard and he hits just as hard and you feel it the next morning for sure. Oh, most definitely. (laughs) I got my first um, concussion. Of the 2021 spring season because of him. At a I, I went, or in a game? It was it was an in uh, interest city game. It was amongst ourselves. But I, I think this man at the time thought I was the enemy or something because <laughs> the way he ran, it was with hatred and full force. <laughs> so I tried to go down and tackle him, and he was bringing up his foot at such a speed that it collided with my head perfectly, oh, and I was out for a few seconds. Oh my God! What is uh, the biggest piece of advice Jacob Eads has ever given you, or the the best life lesson he's given you? Always stay true to yourself. Like Always that. stay true to yourself. So you like Jacob? Uh, we we all know how Jacob is, and he's told me like when I was going through a, a tough time with my like confidence in the game. Like they, there was a period of time where I wasn't seeing any results with the work I was putting in and it was frustrating me and Jacob looked at me and he said man I know what's going on with you is people like talking into your ear and it's getting to your head just stay true to who you are you if you don't change no one else can affect you right so that's been something I've carried with me for a few years I love it that's awesome that embodies what rugby is too about just you know you have this community and if you need people to lean on, you know, you go through a tough time and they're there to give you kind of that advice and be there for you. And, you know, we're going to be wrapping up here, Joseph. I got a really important question for you. Um, definitely. 
what is your biggest goal for 2023? You know, you're our first guest. You got to set the tone here. What are you looking to accomplish in the next calendar year? Um, so I have, man, I have some big goals uh, coming up. I'd like to make it on the Thunderbirds this year. Uh, that's an individual goal I'd like to do. I'd like to make it and compete at the highest level um, on the Thunderbirds. Um, and I would like for my team, my actual team, to make it to playoffs and win it. I would like to win it all. So, yeah, we're going to start off this year with a bang. I want to win everything this year. <laughs> 2023 goals, Joseph, undefeated. Like, that's undefeated. The, like any challenge that is presented, you're going into it, you're winning it. Joseph? And, I, and even if I didn't win it, in my head, I won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're the man, Joseph. Well, thank you for joining us, man, and yeah. starting season two off right. And we appreciate you giving us time. and. We'll definitely have you on again uh, this year because you're, you're just fun to talk to, man. And you got a great energy and we are wishing you all the luck this year because, yeah, keep working hard, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me. It was a great, great time talking to you guys. All right, yeah. Thanks, brother. All right. And that was Joseph. Guys, such a good guy. Love that dude. I don't know, even though we were talking to him through the phone, like you could feel him smiling. Oh, I know. Right? Is that weird? <laughs> oh yeah, no. And like I said, he's a he's kind of one of those kids. He's up and coming. He plays hard, and he just I don't know. He's very like he has his intentions. Well, you he know, did. he always wants to. He always wants to play too. Like because he he's one of those typical guys that it's like doesn't matter who it's with, mm-hmm. he'll just show up and he'll be like, I want to play, I want to mm-hmm. play. So he's always jumping into play. Spring season's great for him because he just shows up like oh, my team doesn't have a game today. I'm going to play with somebody. Mm-hmm. And then any sort of select side high performance, he's the first one to go. So, Joseph, go to the MLR uh, Combine for the Chicago Hounds. Try it out. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, we're always rooting for you, brother. And if you ever want to play with us, we're always open, too. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw that tidbit in there. <laughs> Is that a resolution for this year? More tampering and open recruiting on the podcast. <laughs> More, okay, fine, more. I was going to say more or less, but. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's something you shouldn't, that's not a resolution, that's a bad thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tampering's a bad word. <laughs> no, so, you know, it's one of those things, too, Patrick brought up. He thought Joseph could also be a great coach. And I think that's something, too, that a lot of these young guys, like Patrick said, oh, I'm spoiling the interview. You are. We're getting ahead of the interview. <laughs> so, Patrick talks, it comes up here, and he talks about how he knows Joseph. He played with him, uh, coached him, and basically he knew that uh, Joseph has gone to these high-performance camps. Joseph knows more stuff than most people in the state because he's gone out, played for very high-level coaches, and come back. Mm -hmm. So why not use that knowledge and coach some high school kids and give them that knowledge? Because here's the thing. He knows more than I do. I've been in this game for a long time. But I've never gone out to high performance camps. Yeah, I've never learned from USA Rugby uh, high level coaches as my coach. You know, I've gone to some coaching clinics. Yeah, uh, which are great, and you should always do them. I haven't done that in ten years. So everything I've coached, I've either gotten from YouTube or I've seen someone else do, and I stole it, and that's it. My ceiling is very low because I have not gone out. When you go out, you meet other people, you learn from other people, you see what other people do. A lot of my ideas are dated. 
And guys like Joseph, these young kids who go out and learn, mm -hmm. they can become coaches. And one thing that's really cool, Iowa State Rugby, they are hosting a coaching clinic. And basically, I talked to Ant Frying, and the way it started off at first was there's a few guys who play for Iowa State Rugby that want to get involved into coaching high school rugby this spring, some of the boys. So it was just going to be an in-house, hey, I'm Coach Ant Frying. I'm going to teach you how to coach. He was going to bring back like uh, Sanderson to speak on how easy it is to adjust the concepts to rosters at high school level. Uh, it was just going to be a meeting with the Iowa State guys. Then word got out some of the alumni wanted to come in. And then basically he just opened it up to anybody. And it's going to be four chunks. How to build numbers. How to set the program up for success off the field. How to develop a system to match the players you have. Basically just showing our 3-1-3 attack and how to adjust it to fit different types of rosters and defensive structure. And how to map out a season to peak at the right time and develop skills that are important for success. And so they're trying to build new programs in the Ames area. And they're like, you know what? Why just limit this to current Iowa State players? Let's also, anybody who's interested. Mm. So just send Ant Frying an email. Uh, reach out to the Iowa State men's uh, Facebook page. That's going to be January. on January 21st mm -hmm. from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Bayer Hall, room number 1310. It's on their Facebook page. Send Aunt Frying a message. Hey, I want to be there. I mean, if you look at their accomplishments this past year, or actually since 2019 in sevens, conference champions, USA Rugby D1AA sevens, 10th place. That was in 2019. 2020, they took off. 2021, they were in the CRC Premier Cup, 11th place. 2022, conference champs, CRC qualifier champs, uh, rugby sevens, CC Final Four D1AA and the CRC Premier Cup 11th place. National tournaments all over the place. Oh, yeah. They know some things. They're playing at a high level in D1AA. What they're teaching, you could use at the high school level. Maybe you don't run the same system. Maybe some of your philosophies don't match. But why not soak up everything they have that, that that's working and use it to fit your program or what you're doing? Phil, are you going to sign up and go? My plan is as long as I can get there because Cheyenne's birthday is around that. It's that weekend but if i can find a way to sneak over there and do it i'm gonna go ah, always blame the girlfriend well i mean technically it is her fault that i wouldn't be able to go because she was born on that day <laughs> exactly why is that her fault mm, i guess i don't know <laughs> that really you, you, i was joking like that's <laughs> oh man so let iowa state know that you're coming i think it'll be a great event i mean lifelong learning and coaching you need to keep evolving oh always evolve always be learning always be learning i mean that's why i stepped down as a coach as the wombats because i haven't been evolving as a coach i'm set i'm coaching the same way i coached 15s when i was coach at you and i 10 years ago the game has changed and passed me by from a coaching standpoint but not in sevens i know that shit <laughs> <laughs> if any of my high school kids are listening we got some new plans um but yeah and then speaking of that, I like I said, you mentioned this at the start of the episode. We interviewed some of these people out of order. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see. I didn't fuck it up this time. You did. <laughs> I, fuck, I, I, mess, I I ruined that right away. Like I was just like, like Patrick said, uh, spoiler alert, Patrick talks about that. He also uh, lied to us about how old, you know, uh, Joseph was. But you already heard that in Joseph's episode. Oh, my God. I'm. You know what? Here's Patrick's interview. Ready, go.
All right, and we are here with Patrick Lawson, the president of the Iowa Rugby Union. Also, he's involved with the Cedar Rapids high school programs, the Cedar Rapids Headhunters. He kind of does a little bit of everything, works with the Iowa Youth Rugby Association as well. Patrick, how are we doing tonight? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Also, I was just thinking because you were rattling off the credentials and what he's all doing. Aren't you doing stuff with the Shield Maidens as well? Uh, yes, it's undefined right now. I think uh, maybe some coaching helping them, but we would like to find them their own coach. Uh, but until they until they do, I'm, I'm going to help coach and get them started. But, you know, this during the boys' season, so they need someone that's going to be able to pay pay a little bit closer attention than I will. But I'll do my best while I'm there. I'm around. That's why. That's what makes you great, Patrick. I feel like you get a lot of things off the ground because it's like, you know, it, there's a there's a hole, there's a need, and you're like, I'm gonna help out and mm-hmm. get this off the ground. And then when someone's ready to step up and take over, like, you know, you've got your main things you're focused on, but you're always there to help out when when somebody needs it, which is awesome. Yeah, we love helping. Oh love yeah, helping grow the game. Definitely, and you know. We wanted to start, this is our first episode of the new year. Happy new year, by the way. Um, We're time traveling a little bit. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we wanted to start off with you because, you know, as the president of the Iowa Rugby Union, you know, you see a lot of things. You see everything that's kind of going on in the state. So we just wanted to get your take on basically, you know, how did the fall go? What, what went well? What could be improved? Kind of like a... A, a presidential state of the Iowa rugby union, you know, put you on the spot. Um, you know, this is going to be broadcast on all major networks. <laughs> all eyes are on you. Um, but yeah. So how'd you think the fall went? Uh, I am happy that you guys are on iTunes now, by the way, it makes it much more convenient for me to, <laughs> to, to, to listen, but you can thank Deandre. Deandre kept bugging me for <laughs> like, since the first episode, like, Hey, come on, Apple music. And I'm like, yeah, it's and it really wasn't that much work, so my bad. <laughs> but That's we're there. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you know, the presidential state of the, the union. I've never been tasked with doing something like this before. So um, I think you know, rugby is gaining incredible momentum in our state. We're kind of on that that upward swing of the momentum right now. Uh, we have a lot of growth in our state. There's middle school programs that you're familiar with that are being that are popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, youth camps are being uh, offered in more and more communities across the state. High school rugby is more competitive than it was last year and the year before that. Um, you know, and you have you have more and more recruiters that are in our states that are watching those high school players. They're watching those games on YouTube. Uh, our college sides have gained incredible national recognition, earning high rankings, and they're really sending athletes to compete at the highest levels uh, from our state. So it's incredible. Um, it's been an exciting year to to watch these uh, incredible outcomes. These teams doing so well at high levels. You know, getting some coffee on a Saturday morning and, and watching these teams play has is, is, is been really enjoyable. Um, I think for everybody in the state, honestly. But you know, in the state, didn't happen. That success didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of volunteers across the state. You know, a lot of hours and a lot of uh, anxiety and a lot of time. Um, to get these athletes in these positions that they could play at these levels. Um, and so people taking a leap of faith in themselves to be a coach, to be a ref, you know, be a club president, start a club, um, you know, to create these opportunities across the state. And so, you know, really for us, for us to continue to grow, 
we need more people to, to feel comfortable taking that leap of faith in themselves um, by either becoming a coach, uh, kind of screen underneath another coach is like in a mentorship, becoming a ref. So refing is, is, is a huge need in our state. Um, when we plant things at a higher level, you know, refing is a consideration all the time. Can we play games on this day? But what are the rest, you know? Um, and then, you know, just kind of creating your own coaching tree if you're if you're a coach right now. So I think those are kind of the things that we need to do right now. But um, is we have this huge upward projection right now that we're, we're that we're taking off on. Um, but we need more hands on deck, more people to help, uh, more people in those roles so that we can offer this to, to more athletes, more, more people that want to take advantage of this game. Definitely. And, you know, I like what you said, too, about there's more high-level opportunities for, like, our high school and college kids mm. and then getting more people involved to coach. Uh, about mid-December, I saw, like, the Midwest Collegiate All-Star select side team had a tryout in Iowa city and guys from Iowa central, you know, Brent Nelson, Joe Lippert coaches were there. And then Chuck, he's a coach there, but he played for Iowa central. And then you had your boy, um, Tavius came back to help Mm -hmm. coach and Lane Prusner, who was from Ankeny went to Iowa central now at Arkansas state. They all came back to coach. So to see like three, Iowa high school products, one from Cedar Rapids, one from Cedar Falls, one from Ankeny, go to Iowa Central, come back and help college. I mean, little things like that, I think, have this huge impact. And they don't even realize that was something mm-hmm. you wouldn't have seen even two, five, yeah. ten years ago. Um, and, you know, Tavius is getting really good looks playing for the Raptors. And that's something, again... That that wasn't happening before, and now he's coming back with this high level experience, giving it to these college kids, and then hopefully in turn, eventually those guys will play for our men's clubs, and then maybe select sides into Thunderbirds. You know, it's this this chain reaction. I think you nailed it. It doesn't happen overnight. And so, do you have some plans as a president, like to bring up at the AGM, or just a plan kind of in your head? You know, how do we plant these seeds so that way? the future is bright. How do we keep this momentum going? Do you have anything exact you're working on or what you're looking at? Yeah. I think one of the things that we've been trying to do is, is create a mentorship program for coaches. Um, I think the feedback that we hear often is, is people, you know, honestly lack the confidence to, to do the position. And I don't think that it's as hard as it, it can be hard, um, but it's not as hard as people maybe think that it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that, kind of being in a mentorship program, watching another coach, seeing how the club is ran, how do you interact with the school, how do you interact with the city if it's a senior club type situation, um, how do you get space, learning those types of things so they don't feel as much as under the gun, um, doing it solo, trying to learn it on learn it uh, on the fly. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, there's a lot of coaches in our leagues now that would be willing to do that to, to help grow the sport. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a, kind of a step that we should take. And you kind of give them training wheels versus just pushing them into a club. And if that's what someone wants to do, then obviously, like, you know, that's your own risk. Uh, you can you can do that. Choose, choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. as they would say. So um, I think that's one of the things that is – when I talk to people, that's why I hear the most is that they're worried. They're worried about worried – about uh, managing managing a team, worried about interfacing with the school, liability risk, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that if 
if you kind of see how it's done for a season, then that confidence would be gained and they'd be able to do it on their own. Definitely. So, and that's what I think is great too about, this is the first time I've ever seen where you're the president of the union. So on the senior side of things, but you're also on the board for Iowa youth rugby. So you're able to like, finally we have a connection between the senior side and the high school side. And I think you and I, and Phil, we both, we, we talk about this, you know, where are we going to find coaches? I think a lot of them are on these senior men's sides. You know, they, they have the knowledge, um, that, that there's this massive pool of guys that we could, you know, build that confidence, you know, train them. Um, I know for the Wombats, you know, last year I was the head coach of the Valley boys, Parker, uh, one of our newer Wombats was the assistant. And basically the whole point was Parker could see how I did it. Now he knows in year two, Parker now is the head coach of Valley and I'm going to be his assistant. And like the whole point was give him the confidence, show him like it, like you said, it's not as hard as you think, but there still are very, very important details that you can't fuck up. Otherwise, like with the school, the community, just things like that, you have to make sure you have covered. Um, But once you have that stuff down, you're like, oh, this ain't so bad. Uh, Then it gets Mm -hmm. really fun. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think there is a lot of guys that the big concerns is money, right? Like, how do I how do I get the funding to buy jerseys and equipment? And we're blessed that we play a sport that doesn't need a whole lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. We just need really a ball. Um, and and I think that there, you know, for people that are sitting there listening, thinking about the financial side of it, um, there are there is like a, a starter kit that Iowa Youth Rugby does have. That if you're a new team, you need a kit. There's also, you know, senior sides and college sides that would loan you a, an extra kit. I'm sure if you're if you're in a pinch. Yeah, um, Fort Dodge the first year they wore you and I's jerseys. Yeah, because I remember <clears throat> I remember kids were like, "Oh, that purple team," and I was like, "No, the, yeah. that was Fort Dodge wearing you and I jerseys." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and so you know, people obviously will help out, and then you know, fundraising. You can always do fundraising. Talk to talk to Brent up at Cedar Falls, he'll tell you all about how to raise money for your club. They sell everything, it seems like. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's ways to, there's ways to sell Casey cards or high V cards, shirts, everything, um, to be able to, to be able to get funding for your clubs. Awesome. Phil, how are you feeling about it? Good. You, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm, no. I'm just trying to throw Phil into the fire. Um, you know, and actually too, um, update on on Hoover. I actually talked to their AD, and uh, Phil and DeAndre are going to have a table set up at lunch to recruit athletes and basically have the green light. And so now it's just talking to kids, um, getting that off the ground. So pretty, pretty cool. Things are in motion there. But yeah, Phil, it's, it's awesome. not so bad. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right we're gonna cut that part out phil jeez yeah. <laughs> i was just trying to like you know absorb all everything you know he was throwing out there you know and like how i get started and that was an interesting thing you brought up with the financials because like that's always something that's kind of been in the back of my mind you know like i understand like obviously equipment and all that other, like there's not really hardly any equipment stuff it's just finances are always kind of a feels like a big stepping stone but maybe it's not as much as i would think you know yeah, it can be, I mean, it can be as inexpensive or as expensive as you wanted to make. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there's clubs that raise money and spend a little bit of money. Um, and there's some clubs that just get by. Yeah. Um, 
and and there's there's both sides of the spectrum. So, you know, we've we've been known in, at Cedar Rapids, Washington, to to spend some money, but mm. we like to, you know, buses is really the, the expensive thing for us, and and not every team needs to do that. So, you know, we can take that out of our budget and saves us a ton of money, but mm. well, it's really- we tend to we're on an island, so we tend to need to mm. travel a lot. Yeah, that is unfortunate, but there was a chance that you guys might be having some more teams pop up in that general region coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Um, so we have the opportunity right now with potentially Lenmark. Okay. Um, um, we've, you know, the the assistant AD is new to the job, and we've known him for a while, and he's, you know, he's watched my daughters who play rugby play rugby as they've grown up um and so he has he has an interest in it he supports it so i think that's one of those things for us that it's a a coaching shortage and who do we have coach the team and so we have to we have to find a coach on this side of the state or coaches to to help us be able to grow the schools that have interest Hmm. gotcha and so would you say too is there any plans for like a coaching summit or like a coaching development day where you know pretty much uh they did one before covid where they brought in some speakers like a strength and conditioning coach high performance coaches or like effective coaching practices where um, a bunch of the high school coaches got together and we would just listen and take notes and um, basically a day for coaches to share their knowledge and to build confidence in our new and young coaches is that something being talked about or in the works yeah i think that's you know clint Clinton's someone that that spearheads that from the Iowa youth rugby side. Okay, um, and he's 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 talked about it recently. Um, and he's talking about how it's happened in the past, and I think that I think we have seen interest in it. So I think mm-hmm. that's something that could happen. I don't know that anything concrete has really been decided on it, but you know, if there's interest in it, it's certainly something that the league would want to put together to help educate. And mm-hmm. this is definitely something that is a talking point. Is mm-hmm you know, continued, continued education for coaches that are in positions now. Um, and then also, you know, coaching new coaches. Right. And kind of giving them ideas and stuff like that. Oh yeah. No, I always feel like, you know, I mean, being a teacher and in the education field, I always feel like continued ed is always important because, um, the way people approach things, it's always changing or what an effective program looks like. People are always evolving and always adding to it. And so, not even just for new coaches to build confidence, but maybe, you know, for coaches who've done it a while to spark, you know, that, that passion or to get them thinking in a new way. Mm. Uh, maybe it, you know, reignites a little fire in them to get pumped up for the next season too. I always think that's good. And, and it's always good to build that community of just getting everybody in the same room. You know, I think we were talking to Clint, how back in the day there was, you know, a handful of teams and everybody would go grab a beer after the games and, now you have guys or teams in every little pocket of Iowa and multiple like two to three sites a night where coaches aren't getting together to grab a beer and kind of have that same level of, you know, community that they used to have. So it'd be cool to see that too, to kind of just, I don't know, get the boys back together and girls, you know, everybody who coaches um, that little group of people, you know, connect them again. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to, share ideas too and uh i like to borrow ideas from other coaches frequently so always yeah that's good because you know you can't get married to just one model you know you gotta always be learning 
in every aspect mm-hmm. of life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So um, looking at the Iowa high school stuff, moving into, again, back to the senior side, uh, you know, we have in the spring, we have the boys season coming up. That's going to be huge. And then we also have just, you know, spring rugby. Spring rugby also means um, all Iowa, the Hall of Fame, and then we get to summer sevens. Um, kind of all three of those things. Has there been any talks of, or in the AGM too? Or are we really in the preliminary? Like, uh, you know, it's what, January 4th today, I think is uh, when we're <laughs> releasing this. Um, or are we still just kind of ways out in the planning process? I think that the, a lot of it is still in, in planning. You know, people are discussing these items kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teams really should be looking to build their spring schedules right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great opportunity to, you know, play teams outside of our league here. Great opportunities for recruiting um, for your clubs, you know, social games. Sometimes you, you plan in tournaments, they're shorter games. And so it's a less of a, less of a hurdle to jump over for a new player to kind of get familiar with the game. Um, you know, you talk about all Iowa. I don't know that there's a date confirmed yet, but traditionally I think it's the first weekend of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, w- I would probably put my money on that being the date that it is, unless there's a huge conflict that I'm unaware of. But, um, you know, and teams should really plan to, to support come to all Iowa. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an incredible Iowa institution. Um, it's an, incredibly fun outside of just rugby oh, yeah. there's a lot of social stuff happening great shenanigans uh you know so you we also have the the midwest agm is coming up this first week in february it's going to be in pittsburgh we're sending tyler daly to that to be our representative oh, nice. it actually asked um club presidents club leadership if you're listening um he's he's asked for input on subjects or topics that you want him to bring up while he's there <laughs> he'll kind of be on the out on the the lookout for so he's your he's your he's your channel to kind of that leadership at that next level so this is your opportunity if you you know people have a lot to say so if you if you have something you want to kind of have some feedback on this would be a great opportunity to share that with tyler i already Um, got one for him let's maybe have midwest playoffs in the spring (laughs) like it used to be yeah i know right (laughs) yeah Um, and so and then you know we're going to schedule our agm soon I would expect that to be mid to late February. Yep. Um, you probably keep with the the hybrid idea. You can come to it, or you can go to it online, um, so that we can we can keep people people showing up and interacting with it. So uh, just be on the lookout for that date to be released. Nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, teams really should be scheduling their own their own games right now. And then, you know, <clears throat> our idea with the headhunters is we have a couple couple games, couple friendlies, and go to a couple tournaments. Um, you know, that's, that's probably a good fill for the, for the spring. Oh yeah. That's we're, we're in that process too. That's why I reached out to you a little while ago about asking when all Iowa was, because we're with the Wombats, we're in the middle of trying to put a schedule together. And Mm. as much as we love all of our friends in D3 Iowa rugby, we're really trying to go outside of that just because Mm -hmm. looking, you're looking for someone fresh because it's fun to party with you guys and hang out, but you know, we see each other so much at, you know, the summer sevens, all Iowa, uh, and then also the regular season, regular season. Yeah. So we're going to Nash bash. We know for sure. And then we're also looking to bring in anybody in Iowa who wants to just tag along with us. Cause we won't have 
a full 23, probably not even 15. Not even 15 yeah. <laughs> so we're looking for people who just want to jump on. And then we, we did reach out and we are going to host the Sioux Fall Crow Rugby. Sioux Falls Crow Rugby. Um, and then we're heading to Chicago to play Fox Valley. And then we're still looking for a couple of other dates. But yeah, trying to get outside of our, our little network has been kind of the main goal just because it's like, I think our first spring too, we played like all the D3 clubs and then like three months later we played everyone again. And it was like, all right, we need need a little something different, keep it fresh. And like you said too, with like coaches talking to each other, same things with teams playing new teams. Like you learn from people. Oh yeah. You see how people in different unions and territories kind of run their clubs and how they do their socials Even or just their style of play too is different too. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So definitely that's, yeah, that'll be fun. Those are always fun too. Cause you can kind of see what, where clubs are at based on their spring schedule. Like, you know what the plan is and how they're doing, but I think we're avoiding Platteville's mud fest this year. Cause last <laughs> year it was so cold and snowy, but <laughs> South versus North. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So also with the, you know, the big AGM in Pittsburgh with the whole Midwest, have they given any sort of sneak peek of what they're doing with like conferences or any sort of realignment or like to try to help with travel or that's going to be at the AGM, right? Yeah. I, I haven't kept a really close eye on that. That's something I wasn't prepared to talk about, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of that will be kind of addressed. If it's an item on the agenda, um, gotcha. it'll be addressed there. So. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I, now that I'm thinking about this, we're like, yeah, let's start the year off right. Let's get Patrick on. He's going to lay out 2023. And now that I'm thinking about it, we haven't had the Midwest AGM and we haven't had the Iowa AGM. <laughs> yeah. Other than recapping the fall and talking about high school, there's not shit from <laughs> from like a administrative Iowa Union standpoint we can really get into because uh, until those meetings happen, you can't really do much other than work on your own clubs and work on high school stuff mm-hmm. is there what yeah so i would say though you know to pivot and you know we get we got to fill this time with some good stuff um the people want to hear from you what are your goals Sorry. as a president you know what would you like to see like if you um could go to pittsburgh and be like this is what's happening or even just in iowa what are some goals you have and maybe not even just like a swift like this is what's happening but what would you like to see happen in Iowa this year, maybe in the next five years, like some long-term goals? What would you like to see, you know, as president? So do you mind if I backtrack you a little bit? I yeah. don't know that we actually, did we talk about the recap of the fall? Uh, not really. Actually, no, let's go to that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that and then we'll do goals. Okay, perfect. Uh, you know what? You're the host. We will answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> no, uh, you're good. good. You're good. <laughs> Hey, so for the recap of the fall, I think that we, you know, we did a lot of things really well in Iowa in the fall. And we had rugby being played at all different levels in our state. And that's incredible. Um, Rugby continued its upward progression in Iowa in a big way. We registered 485 senior club players in the Mm -hmm. Iowa Union 2022 on the men's and women's side. Um, That runs from D1 to D4 which is an incredible testament that rugby really is for anybody in our state. You can play at a really highly competitive level all the way down to, you know, D4, not, not taking a knock on any way that plays D4, but 
Um, you know, you can anybody can play rugby, and that's great. Uh, our D3 season ended with meaningful games, which is great uh, to determine playoff eligibility and seeding. Uh, two teams from D3 made their first playoff appearances ever, um, both being relatively new teams. One second year, the Wombat second year considered. Yep, yep, yep. It, okay, and then you know, Dubuque being a first year uh, reborn team. Um, but you know, they, and both those clubs really kind of showing a path that other clubs can take to, to start a new club, to to grow your your presence in your community, um, to to recruit and do those things. And so those are are great things for other clubs to kind of mimic and to help borrow from to grow their own their own teams. And two teams competing at D twelve or D two level, um, not the Detroit rap group, but D two <laughs> rugby. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and Des Moines competed really well. Bremer had a lot of new players and guys that came up from the D3 level and played. And, and you know, they competed They competed and played hard at that level as well. Um, and then Palmer did well this year. I think the, the women's side made to the semis and the, and the final and the playoffs. And then the collegiate side, you know, everybody in the state is aware of what the, the college club has done in this state. Um, it's been an incredible growth and, and gaining huge respect and recognition on the national level. Three, four, five uh, for the women. I think it was you and I, Iowa State, Iowa. I apologize if I didn't get that in the right order. And then, you know, Iowa State's into the round of eight, I believe. And then you and I finish in the top fifteen. So that, you know, that's really great for our college teams. And then you had the girls high school rugby that had incredible growth over the previous year. In 2021, they had 141 girls registered. Then 2022, they had 177 girls registered playing rugby. Nice. Um. And so just incredible things happening all over the place in the state in the fall. And once again, you know, that's really just the volunteers on the ground doing that work and, and making these things happen. Definitely. And I think too, it's really promising. You know, you, you talk about those numbers for high school girls and the senior side mm. and how those numbers can be trending upwards and we're coming out of COVID. People are looking for stuff to do. Um, you know, like you said, there's, there's D1 to D4 men's and women's. We're seeing more women's programs. You know, Des Moines is really making an effort for their women's program to be full-time, competitive, back in league play. You have the Cedar Rapids, Shield Maidens who are coming back. There's talks about, you know, a Northeast Iowa team as well. Omaha, the their women's team, could they find a home in Iowa? You know, it's, it's really promising. That would be really great to have four women's teams in the state of Iowa, you know, maybe not full league play, but at least the fact that they're able to keep building and keep yeah. growing and, you know, Palmer making that jump from D2 to D1 and they stay at that high level making the playoffs for the women. And then, yeah, Iowa Falls, I want to give a shout out to those guys. The fact that they played D4, like I think D3 would have been a lot less driving for them, but the yeah. fact they played D4 and they had to go and, play a team from North Dakota and they drove to Minnesota for all their away matches, you know, good for those guys. And it looked like they had a successful season and that rugby was played and, you know, they made it work. And so I know river city has been working to get back to their, their numbers up and to get back for next fall. So some promising things there. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, like you said too, D three, I think was really fun. It was, um, it was fun. It was a lot of competitive matches in there, and we're seeing, you know, like you said, some new teams kind of pop up, and and you know, Quad City was another team that was reborn a few years ago, and just hopefully we 
we see some of these old clubs pop up and and kind of rebuild and keep it going because I think we have something special in that D3 league. A lot of continuity between clubs, a lot of friendships there. And yeah, Des Moines being second place and losing to the East Side Banshees, um, who made a deep run in the playoffs yeah. as well. Um, six and two at D2, that's that's a pretty impressive feat. Yeah. So yeah, and then Palmer playing in the Premier Division, that's wild. Like that's that's some tough rugby. So yeah, I I agree, man. I think you know, there's a lot of good things. I mean, a lot of things that we each individual club can work on to improve. Um, but overall, there's a lot of po- positives to celebrate and uh, to build off of. Yeah, one of the things I really like this season is at the socials, there was a lot of collaborative thought. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how can I how can I grow my club? What are you doing to grow your club? Um, and I don't know that I saw that five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so to see the see the guys at the socials, like whether it's with you guys or with you know Quad Cities, talking about doing joint events to try to do joint recruitment and things like that. That's really promising um, from that standpoint. To see that the collaborative work is mm-hmm. to, to try to grow the you know because everybody we need other teams to play the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so teams recognize that, and they recognize that. We all have to kind of grow together to be able to to have competitive rugby in the state, continue our own clubs. Yeah, definitely. We have to make sure, you know, we're building up other clubs to make sure we have a competition. I mean, it's one of those things like, I don't know, you could cannibalize yourself if, you know, one team or a couple of teams are, are you know, just the level of competition needs to be balanced to make sure that we have a healthy and sustainable league and, you know, I think there was there's more and more parity. And again, coming out of COVID, everybody was left in a different spot. And I agree. I think we're in a really good spot where seeing teams be way more friendly and way more um, helpful in a sense of like, hey, what works for you? Here's our secrets. Here's your secrets. Like, let's share them. If you're better, it's better competition for us. You know, we say it often. I mean, it might as well be the tagline of the show is a rising tide raises all ships. Like. <laughs> That's you, you nailed it there. Mm-hmm. And I think too, um, that goes with high school, you know, to circle back around to high school. I think, you know, those coaches also know that, Hey, if we want this league to be sustainable and we want it to be respected, you know, not only in our state by our ADs, but also nationally, we need to have a, a massive base of teams mm-hmm. and competitive teams. I think our high school this past year for girls and especially for boys, those were some of the closest matches I've oh, seen yeah. in the playoffs. There was a lot more parity. Teams are really, really doing a great job. Um, and I think, too, you know, our first guest right before we interviewed you, uh, Joseph, you know, you know Joseph, right? Absolutely. You know, he's one of I those do. guys. He's young. Um, you think he has the chops? He has what it takes <laughs> to coach in high school? I think he does. I think that he needs to commit himself to doing a year under, under a seasoned head coach and kind of learn how to do the organizational operational stuff. Like we talked about earlier. And then, you know, he, we talk about these kids that, you know, the Chuffs and the Taviuses that come back and help. And you know, those kids know more about rugby than I do as a coach. <laughs> they've learned more than I do. Um, they've, they've learned from more advanced coaches, um, and so they have the tool set that they need to come back and, and teach these, this next generation. So yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, Joseph's done the, 
the impact uh i can't my mind's blanking but he's done those those performance camps he's gone mm-hmm. up to wisconsin and done that that mlr camp he, you know he's learned things just from being those and so he, he could be very valuable to to those kids that are trying to learn the game today definitely that is crazy to think back like when i was in college and i was his age you know just learning from someone who played the game 20 years before. And it's like, it was just passed down by whoever you had as a club coach and your knowledge ceiling was basically their knowledge, you know, and, and -hmm. things would get lost. We weren't sending guys to these high performance camps. And the the only thing we had was like select side stuff, essentially. And and even then those were just club coaches, you know, like how, how high was the ceiling? And now we're sending kids to places where, people with Eagle experience and people with, you know, high performance years and years of training. Um, yeah. These kids need to come back and bring back all that knowledge because there's only so much knowledge that is like in Iowa. So go out, grab knowledge and bring it back. And I think like, that's something that, you know, Casey Hansen's doing with, uh, Rub- or rebel rugby Academy or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was really going to struggle with rebel, <laughs> rebel rugby. rugby. I yeah. almost just said rubber, rubber, <laughs> but you know, like, He's working with these high performance people and then he's bringing it back. And, and that's another thing too. If you're a coach and you're like, I need to know some new stuff or, you know, I don't know if I know how to run a team. Casey's another one of those guys where he is more than willing to talk to anyone about coaching. He will give you everything he has um, to help you be successful. And I think that's kind of like something too, you know, Waverly's a program that very successful. They're at the top of our state and you might think like, Oh, they don't want to share their secrets. He does, you know, just reach out and Mm -hmm. he's going to tell you how to run a team. And he'll even say, too, it's it's not the X's and O's that make the difference. It's about how you build a team, how you maintain a team and all that admin stuff that really matters in creating a positive culture. And then, yeah, X's and O's, that's kind of the thing that'll make the difference in the last 90 seconds of a match in the state title. But like (laughs) all those other things are going to build that culture that has a club that's going to be at the top for years to come. And, and again, I think just ask, you know, I, everybody wants to help and you need opponents and need to grow the league. Um, what other takes do you have on the Iowa high school league? Yeah. So kind of like a recap, I guess, when the girl season had just ended in the, in the fall, you know, Cedar Falls wins the championship and, and you know, an incredibly competitive championship match, you know, a league, a high school league would be thrilled to have this type of match as a championship match. Incredibly competitive, a uh, lot of action. You know, it's a great game, a very enjoyable game to watch. Um, there's a lot of teams in that league that are that are improving every season. You have, you know, your your consistent teams like Southeast Polk, but Cedar Falls and Waverly have done a lot to be able to compete with them every year. Indianola is a team that's made a lot of progress in the last two mm-hmm. seasons. And they, you know, they play a physical brand of, of rugby over there. And they have Central Springs, brand new team. And, you know, they were, they were running people over. They were challenging people. And, and you know, they were kind of, you know, they might could have made a run at state. They're they a great team. So, and they have a lot of teams that are, that are getting better every season. You know, Sea Rapids, Norwalk, mm-hmm. uh, Fort Dodge is a brand new team. They had a lot of athletes on that team. It would be great to see what they do with a couple years of, of experience up there. So, you know, and Roosevelt bouncing back. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of fun there. And then the boys season is, you know, it's right around the corner. Uh, first matches are projected for March 31st. And none of this is official. So I'm kind of okay. doing my miss, my miss Cleo here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
So we're projected for for March 31st for the first for the first Friday night of playing matches. Uh, probably gonna be cold <laughs> a little um, bit, <laughs> and then and then state is looking like it's probably gonna be May 19th. Um, so you know, as the uh, boys coaches chair, I would say if you're a team and you want to host, you need to start working on that right now. Well, I was just um, gonna, I was just gonna ask if you guys picked out a team that was gonna get to host this year, but you already answered that for me. <laughs> no, so we'll we'll send out. Uh, you know, bid form, Google form for you to put in if you're wanting to host. But, you know, you probably want to start that ball moving now with your facilities, your schools, try to get in front of soccer, maybe track, probably unlikely at this point. But I'll save um, you. I'll save you one Google form. Valley Rugby wants to host every week. <laughs> they're in a, they're available. And, uh, you know, there's our there's okay. our bid. <laughs> um, if we know about new teams or people that want to be coaches, they should communicate that sooner rather than later. Uh, there's a lot of resources that Iowa Youth Rugby has to, to kind of get those those balls moving for a new team or a new coach. Like I said earlier, there's you know there's kind of like a new team in a in a box kit, um, jerseys, balls, things like that. Um, and then obviously there's you know, help with getting fundraising going. There's a lot of skilled people in our in our league there that that do that really well. So anybody that's really interested in that should just reach out and contact us ASAP so that they can. So they can start team or start coaching, but you know, boys season, boys season will be here sooner than we than we realize, and mm-hmm. you know, teams will start practicing in February, um, really kind of kicking it up in, in March. Uh, official practices will be will be able to start in March, and you know, we'll play those first games in the beginning of at the end of March and beginning of April, and you know, hopefully the weather is is good for us. I think three or four years ago we had some cancellations because of weather, so you know, hopefully that doesn't happen this year, but weather is not nice to us during rugby season. <laughs> no, it never is. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, the biggest thing is if you want to start a team or if you have an idea or if you're on the fence, just at least start the conversation right now. Like get people to know in the league that you're thinking about it. Um, I, I always see this every single year, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks before the season starts. There's always someone like the end of February, early March. And they're like, yeah, we want to start a team. And it's like, oh, there's so many things that like, like if we would have started in January or, you know, whenever we would have been able to do it and people try to sneak in the last minute, that's not fair to the kids. You know, if there's kids who want to do it and there's coaches willing to do it, say something now, because I, I, that just drives me nuts when it's like the season teams are already practicing and you're still like, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? Like make that decision, Mm -hmm. you know, today you know and that'll give your kids the best chance for success rather than trying to scramble and figure it out later but that that's my two cents i i swear every single year there was always an email of like oh this team wants to start and it's like it's like a week before (laughs) yeah and it's just like that's and you've already in like you're trying to make a schedule i know that's another thing coaches and parents too are like oh man the schedule like it's not out yet and it's always changing and it's like yeah, because people drag their feet and wait to the last minute, and it's it's frustrating. So just do it now, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I you know I think the league in the past has always been accommodating to trying to get as many kids to be able to play mm-hmm. and kind of leaving it leaving it open so that you know these teams can show up last minute and put them on the schedule. And I think more recently the, the league is being a little bit more formal and saying these are the days that you got to say. I'm, I'm in or out. Right. Um, and those dates, those dates will be released here shortly, probably about right after the first of the year. But, you know, this is the date to put your bid in for hosting. This is the date to say that you're going to play. 
Um, and there's other options if you show up, you know, you can play JV schedule. Um, and so, and, and so, you know, as the league grows and the league matures and needs to kind of set those boundaries and dates so that, you know, we get that respect from other, other sports. Um, and it, and it is hard because, you know, releasing a schedule, you know, really close to when the season starts, that that frustrates people and we hear those complaints. And so try to get that out earlier. And, and part of that's by creating those dates and those time frames. Yeah. And I think people don't see the back end of it. They don't realize that you, like they try to think of like, you don't see this in football and it's like, yeah, they've been, they have an 80 year, hundred yeah, year been head established start for a very long time. <laughs> like you're, you're trying to get teams, you're trying to get as many kids exposed to this as possible. And, and there are some, some growing pains and there are some flexibility things that I just wish people were a little more empathetic and a little more aware of, but yeah, I think it just helps everyone if you just, you know, do it sooner rather than later. And I always say too, like at the end of the boys season, it's like, if you want a team, like start getting that ready in May and over the summer, you know, like I feel like there's Mm -hmm. people who are like surprised, like, Oh, the boys season is starting in March. And it's like, it does every year. Like (laughs) what are we doing? It's pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. It's been the same. It's been the same time every year. Cause this is, I think what year 11. Probably. Yeah around there so 11 or 12 but i guess you can't i don't know if you can count covid year i guess but phil you can't even count i know <laughs> oh shoot well hey patrick i just want to say thank you for joining us tonight we're gonna keep checking in with you probably after the iowa agm if that works for you and and that way we can kind of do a recap of that because i don't know how many people read the notes even though they should or the minutes <laughs> um and i just think it's important to get that information out so that works for you. We'd love to have you back on after that and just check in how the Cedar Rapids high school teams are doing. And we'll, uh, we can go from there. How's that sound, man? Yeah, absolutely. We love self-promotion. So <laughs> we'll come oh, on nice. and we'll talk about ourselves as much as just talking to the third person. No, this is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love I when love you're it. like talking about the wombats and I'm just like Phil and I are looking at each other like, that's us. Yeah. The president knows who we are. <laughs> I have his phone speaking number. Of, <laughs> speaking of the AGM though, if anybody that wants to be in leadership or, you know, wants to try to drive an issue should come to it or dial in and, and be involved. Um, I think that you know, we talked about earlier, like I do a lot of things, but that means I do a lot of things kind of half-assed. And so if there's other people within our, within our state that want to be involved, they, they should, uh, they should offer up their services and, and, and help us drive the sport forward. It's kind of like anything with administration there. You always hear everybody's got ideas. And then when it comes to like, yeah, yeah. when push comes to shove, it gets real quiet. So mm-hmm. that's what the AGM's for, right? I mean, that, to talk mm-hmm. and get the ideas. And if you've got mm-hmm. ideas, show up and, and sign up and be a leader and make an action plan. Yep. Action, yes, absolutely. Action based is the best base. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> no, for sure. So, thank you, Patrick. We'll see you at the AGM. I'll be there. I'm gonna drag Phil with me. Um, no, it's gonna be good. So, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good night, man. Bye. Love you. Yeah. All right, and that was Patrick Lawson. Busy guy, always adding something new to his plate. I uh, didn't really think that through. You know, I was like, oh, man, we got to get the president on first. Presidente. We want to hear, you know, the state of the union, what's happening, what's the plans. Uh, the Midwest AGM hasn't happened. The Iowa AGM hasn't happened. So all we could really do is look back 
uh, and reflect and then also kind of daydream for the future um, and kind of just talk about what's going on because there's so many things in motion that are out of his control. You know, basically stuff happens at the U.S. level. It trickles down to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. That trickles down to Iowa. And then we will disperse that information. So we'll have him back. Uh, Again, late February will be the AGM. We'll definitely announce that. If you want to be a part of change in this state, you think there's room for improvement or you have an idea, even if you're not a board member for your club, even if you're not on a club, like if you want to be a part of something, just show up, Mm -hmm. be in the room. The thing is we love this sport, but there's a small number of people who, who run things and they just, they could use some extra help. You know, many hands make light work. And if you could even just do one little thing to help out and, and you heard Patrick say, you know, he doesn't want to half-ass anything, but when you have so many roles and he has a life, he has a family, he has kids. Like he, he's got stuff going on just like everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact he takes on so much that shows you how much he loves this shows you how much he cares, but that also, and I'm not saying this is happening, but that's how people burn out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look at, I'm a teacher. The burnout rate of teachers in the first two to five years is insane because so much is put on people's plate. And then they're just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. They lose that passion. So please help people. If you want to help, if you think you could do even just one thing, show up, be present, be in the room, um, even just being there. When that room is packed, you feel like, okay, we've got people. If that room is empty, it's like, ah, oh, shit, we have to do everything. Um, you know, help those guys out. Patrick, Tyler Daly. Uh, Zeus, you know, he's in charge of the disciplinary committee. We only had to talk to him three times this year for the Wombats. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to work on that this year. That's That's our New Year's resolution. That's for another story. And then also, not only is he working on the senior side, he's got the high school side. Hmm. And again, if you want to run a high school team for the boys, you got to get going now. We got to make some moves. So go to that clinic that Aunt Fryan is hosting Start recruiting, start talking to people in your community, start talking to the AD, the principal, the football coach, find a way to make it work. Find your 10 boys, find three, find three very motivated boys who'd want to play rugby. They'll do the recruiting. They'll each get two friends. Boom. Now you have more players. Eight, three times two is six plus no nine. (laughs) Wait, what math? I don't know. People, I, people say you don't use algebra every day, and that was in, that was algebra. But the message you were trying to get across made sense. So <clears throat> yeah, the numbers didn't line up, but the message did. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of weird when an adult walks into a cafeteria like, "Hey, play rugby," and they're like, "Who are you? Why are you in my school?" <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, you're thirty. Gross. Get out of here. Whereas bald you... and bearded. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas. You have someone who is, I don't know, a linebacker on the football team who is a starter and a captain, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm playing rugby. Kids are going to listen to him more than they listen to you. As much as a lot of us think, like, dude, I'm so friggin' good at rugby, people are going to be like, dude, that guy's so cool. He plays rugby. You walk into a cafeteria, those kids will tear you apart, make fun of all your insecurities. (laughs) Phil, you're going to run out of that cafeteria crying. You need to be prepared. They're wild. Hmm. Man. (laughs) Phil, I'd love to see you substitute one period in a public school. I would lose my fucking mind. I want to bring you in for one day. I would not have the mental capacity for that. One 62-minute period. 62 minutes? We have – it's during our lunch. What? 
I always thought they were like, we did some stupid shit in high school where it was like 53 minutes. Most of our class periods are 52 minutes long, but during the three lunch periods, it's 62 because those are split in half, 31 and 31. Hmm. Don't worry, it works. <laughs> Anyways, enough about oh, that. Okay. Uh, high school season that. is starting soon. Like Patrick said, those first round of matches are going to start March 31st, Friday night. That's not that far away. Wow, not at all. That's not that far. And you got to think, too, you need a month of practices. You better be practicing at the end of February. We're in January. Yep. We got to move. Um, and then state championship mid-May. With that being said, the B-side boys, we want to do so much more for the high school league. We're going to be present at some of the matches, the tournaments. Well, I'm going to be coaching. Phil might be coaching. It's up in the air with his schedule. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know I've been joking about that, but I mean, again, it's real life. Yeah. Um, things aren't lining up the best, but we want to be president on Friday nights. I have a little microphone that we can interview people at the yeah. fields. Pretty nice little microphone. Yeah. You're going to hear from my goal is every single team will be represented on the show at least, at least once. once. Yeah. So when we hit that March, April, May, most of our shows are going to be high school focused just because we, we do think that's very important. Um, so yeah, definitely some big stuff, new year, new stuff. Uh, just, it's a great time of year, get stuff going for high school boys, rugby. Let's send these kids off. Right. And then Casey and whoever else does select side stuff in the summer, they can take teams across the country, kick some ass. But you know, this time of year is like the planning portion. You know what I mean? Like people are making these plans. What do they call them? Plotting. (laughs) You're I hate you so much, Phil. <laughs> what plan? What? What's your top five? We're doing Philly B's <laughs> top five. Jump right into it. Well, that I was trying to segue into what are those called? Resolutions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this segment is not sponsored, but we would love to have this segment sponsored. So if oh, you want to be sponsoring the only part of the show that Phil does a deep dive in research, let us know. Ooh, I want to go. Deep dive. Okay, you gotta embellish a little <laughs> bit, okay? So again, uh, New Year, people are starting to get in those New Year's resolutions. We're gonna do a Philly V's top five, the first one of the year. Phil, what is this? Yeah, so basically I'll just run through like various topics, categories, whatever of like my top five things that could be positive, negative. That could be up, you know, for you to decide. And this one I thought would be, you know. A good one is just my top five New Year's resolutions because you always hear about a lot of people making like some pretty wacky New Year's resolutions. Oh my God, that's so random. I know. Like, that's right? crazy. I was just <laughs> talking about that. Wait, weird. What? No. Wait. You can tell we haven't we haven't done this in a while. We're a little <laughs> off. Normally, like boom, 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 you know? No, like, sometimes I don't pick up on your subtle hints. I know. <laughs> You're supposed to be in my head with me. <laughs> I know. How come you can't hear the voices in my hey, head? I'm not on Adderall. Neither. I'm not today. <laughs> Just this pink Whitney and Sprite and watermelon juice. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad. Tart. So Philly V's top five, enough dicking around. Top five New Year's resolutions, good or bad. Yeah. Just the ones you hear the most. Yeah. Number five, which I think will be a really interesting one leading to being nicer. Hmm. Hmm. But sometimes I feel like hmm. it's an interesting one because it's like, yeah, everybody should be nice, you know, and be cordial with people. But at the same time, some people just you need to be mean to them. Sometimes they get a point across. Sometimes people just need that. Ricky Bobby, a little, little tough love. Exactly. A little tough love. Like 
maybe you're doing something and someone commits to something and they're not showing up, they're not showing up, they're not showing up. And then you're like, Hey man, like we got to be stern and assertive and like set some boundaries and then they, they don't show up. So then you remove them as a producer. And then 2023, you're nice and you add them as an intern. Hypothetical. <laughs> this sounded, or was that too, was that too close to home? <laughs> that might be falling under that category of maybe you should be nicer. He doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. Um, <laughs> No, come on! Yeah. It's it's I'm being I'm trying to be funny and and a lot of the comedy funny I listen to, yeah a lot of comedy I listen to they're very mean yeah well, that's the idea though I know but I lived with Eric Frana and uh, I will harden you up he definitely when we lived together he was good at motivating and his way to motivate he'd cut you down a little bit to build you up but if you got too chummy he'd cut you down again he literally had a machete in the house. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. I mean, we did. We had these yeah, giant yeah. weeds in Cedar Falls, and our landlord never took care of them. And he worked at Menards, and he's like, "Look at this to cut the weeds." And I was like, "A weed whacker would have worked." He's like, "No, <laughs> these are too thick." Weed whacker would have made um, a lot more sense. Yeah, but, but it's Eric from. Yeah, anyway, we love him. Uh, um, so again, being nice, I think that's good. I yeah. think too. I don't know. I do feel like sometimes I, I'm nice, but like when you're too nice. You you get this too. Mm, yeah, yeah. When you're too nice, people walk all over you. Exactly. And like, oh, you're a little bitch. Like, bah. people don't say that about you. No, I know, but I mean, like, it makes a lot of sense though. You know what I'm saying? I understand completely. But being mean to just be mean for no reason, we need to stop that. That's not that's not nice. No. Okay, being nice. Something you can't really measure. That's something I feel like a lot of New Year's resolutions people want to measure. Well, that's the other thing too. Like, or like saying like be nice or like say uh, be happy. That's kind of dumb because it's just like. You can't be happy 100% of the time. You you know. Want to bet? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen a golden retriever? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to number yeah, four. Number four. Uh, giving up alcohol. I know. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> no, I mean, but that's a really common one. A lot of people will be like, oh, New Year's, like, new me, like, no, not going to drink for, you know, X amount of months. So, which I think is good to do sometimes, you know, yeah. like give yourself a break. Like I've done that where it's yeah. like go four weeks, six weeks. You know, I know a lot of people who, you know, take a break from it, just like a little bit of a reset, do you, you know? Do you think people, when they say no booze, do you think some people just do that because like, what do you think the reason behind it is? Usually, like, well, I think it's usually a lot of people when they do it during New Year's, it's just because they're so fucking hungover from the night before and they're like, ah, no booze for, yeah. you know, a while. Like, I'm assuming that's the reason why for most people. But I know some people like to give up alcohol just because it might make them do some stupid shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Like, maybe it would be better for their life. I, I just wonder, too, if it's kind of like an easy one. Like, ah, I'll just give it up. And then it's like, then you just jump back into it. Like, unless you have, like, a real reason, mm. you know, I feel like, you know, are you going to be off of it for a while? What's the reason? What's the purpose? Like, yeah. you know, is it when you drink, it's too much at one time? Or is it causing issues at work or with family yeah. or, or money? What, what is it? So, like, that that's something, too, where when it's just, like, the casual, like, I'm going to not drink or I'm going to drink less. And it's, like, again, measuring it. Like, yeah. is there an actual purpose or just, like, mm -hmm. feel I feel like I should do something, but I don't want to try that hard. Yeah. Exactly. And you tell people, like, oh, I gave up alcohol. And it's, like, yeah, I haven't drank since the last time I took a sip. Like, yeah. hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Number three. Uh, actually, kind of like sort of brought it in there, but saving money. 
kind of yeah. cracks me up sometimes because every fucking person that says like, ah, it's like, I'm going to start saving more money. I'm super guilty of this because mm-hmm. I've been doing it. <laughs> saving like, money or spending money? <laughs> we'll try both. <laughs> but um, like I always start off really good yeah. for like a while. And then all of a sudden I have a little slip up here where I spend some money. I have a slip up here. And then it's it's usually food. Food gets me. Like, you know, ordering food and stuff like that. That's my my issue. So like saving money is a good one i think but yeah. like everybody who says they want to save money can't again <laughs> you know yeah you're saying you want to save money because you can't save money yeah. so you tell yourself i'm gonna do this but again if you don't have a concrete plan yeah when it's you know you drop your kid off at daycare and then you're like you know what i don't have to go into work today i'm gonna go chick-fil-a my friend philly v told me when you order the number two for breakfast <laughs> you can get a tank you can get 10 of these mini sandwiches instead of four and then next thing you know, I spent $19 at Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. But I, Those biscuits are so I, good. I know. I don't know what they put in it. <laughs> God, it's a good breakfast. But, oh, my God. But never yeah. take financial advice from me because I'm fucking terrible with money. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> Again, why we've never been treasurers for our rugby teams. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, let's move to the next one. Uh, number two for me personally is uh, Picking die. less scabs. Yeah, that's always a good idea too. Oh, sorry. Start with I, that heel. I thought we were. I thought we were on the same one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, diets. That's the one that drives me nuts. Ooh. Like, I mean, I, I like the idea of people like trying to you know do better and like eat healthy and stuff like that. But like, I just, I don't know. A lot of people like end up doing like these crash diets where it's just like they oh, go yeah. way too hard in the paint for like a really long time. They're eating too little calories and they're like going crazy with this healthy food and stuff like that. And then also the next thing you know, you're just kind of back to where you started after like three weeks just because you're so sick of eating fucking chicken and broccoli i like how you're talking to me like i don't know <laughs> i know like, i was kind of gearing it towards you <laughs> thanks thanks phil this has only been like uh, a, a problem of mine for the last 10 years of fucking that's why i always say like start small you know no and like that's that's the thing too like i'm never able to start small i'm like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it and then i'm like all right i'm throwing out all the junk food in our house and then i eat fucking 800 calories and then i'm like starving and then in three days i lose like nine pounds i'm like this is cool now on the fourth day i'm like i can have a little and then i end up back at chick-fil-a mm. and then i'm fatter than i was four days before <laughs> <laughs> and then i always say to myself oh, i'll start again next monday and then and then monday hits and i miss the gym and i go i'll start next monday and then 12 years goes by let's go to number one and, and make it one. less personal because <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Sorry, but this will like it's not necessarily like a bad thing, but it's like joining a gym because that's always the biggest one for everybody. Are you a gym, a gym snob? Where... I'm a gym snob, but I'm like, but I'm not like, so I don't work out at a commercial gym, I go to a powerlifting gym, it's you know, elitist. <laughs> yeah, well, so like you don't get a lot of New Year's resolutions, but I've always kind of like mm-hmm. it sucks when there's a lot of people in there the first couple weeks, yeah, but it's like it's really cool to see like a lot of people are at least making an attempt to like try to you know, improve their, it just, you know, it just sucks. It all happens on January 1st. I know. Like, how about some of you start in January? Some of you start in February. Some of you start in March. Some of you start in October. So you can waterfall it out. And then when you quit in six weeks, it's not like, you know, these six weeks suck. And then mid February, we're back to normal. Well, like I'm not against anybody doing any of those five things. Like I think, you know, they're all like good things to try to shoot for, but I don't think you should ever limit yourself to like a specific day to start something like, you should be able to like start it whenever you want. Like, don't limit yourself to like I'm gonna wait till January first to do this. Like, if you want to make changes, just do it now. Don't I do, do it later on. You know, I do like a lot of those posts that I've seen on like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, 
a lot of people I follow from like the gym I go to when I go to it. Um, <laughs> uh, I laugh because we're going to have someone from my gym on yeah, our yeah, show. Yeah. She's probably going to listen and be like, that fucker hasn't been in <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> and then she comes on our show and I haven't seen her in whoops. Um, but I, I do that so much where it's just like, and those, those Instagram posts are like, you know, why wait until January 1st? Like you're worried about the holidays and like gaining weight or like whatever start like your new year's resolution. You can start that in December. Oh yeah. You can start that in November. Start way earlier. You don't have, and like people, I'm people, people will wait and be like, ah, I'll start January 1st. And then again, the first goes by and I'm like, oh, I got drunk. I'm hungover. I'll start tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, oh, that's not a Monday. Well, actually, this year it was. Um, <laughs> so I'll start next yeah. Monday, you know, and it just, your brain does funny things like with yeah. the schedule and the structure. And I feel like all these, like you hit on where I don't make a resolution because I, I think I've made so many and I failed at all of them mm-hmm. because they are, my biggest problem is like, they're too vague. They're too cliche. Like all, yeah. all the ones you've said, I've done all of them. Yeah. Where it's just, except be nice. I've never, <laughs> never considered that. <laughs> no, I've actually been like, I need to be more mean. <clears throat> but yeah, no, uh, I, I've done all those where it's just like January 1st. Here's my little notebook I bought going to the gym. I work out for two hours. Uh, I'm on the elliptical for way too long. And then I eat 800 calories in a day and I don't spend any money. And then, mm a week goes by and I want to like murder everybody. Oh, yeah. And then I crash so hard. I fall into bad habits and then I do even worse habits. Mm. Um, never done math. That's good. <laughs> I made it sound like, oh, it gets so dark. No, no, no. Like for me, it's like, you know, eating Burger King in a parking lot by myself. Like, you know. Burger that's... King? <laughs> <laughs> I to, probably, not to shame you, but. I probably should have said I did do math. <laughs> That would have been the better option of the two. You like how I didn't even flinch at the math. <laughs> you're like, dude, that would be a hundred times better than Burger King. Oh god, I just I don't like Burger King. Well, I don't think I'm gonna eat there anymore because I heard the Burger King on MLK. They found like mouse droppings and like yeah, and like they yeah. found like holes ripped open in bags and like bread eaten by rats and mice. So. Yeah, done with Burger King because of that. So I keep thinking to myself, I need to tell myself all fast food places, which they probably do have. Oh, dude, mice nice. and spiders. Well, and... that one that's over by your house over here, the one in Clive. Yeah. Um, that one, like I was doing the plumbing there with the remodel, and the manager lady came in. She's like, "Don't freak out or whatever." It's like, but if you see, like you know, like you might see some mice or rats or whatever back here and stuff. Like as we're like you know piping some of this stuff, I'm just like, "Why are you telling me this? I'm not gonna freak out if you see a rat." But also, it's like that's disgusting you know about this and she's like oh you know like ah! all the places around here you know the kfc across the street and this like restaurant that's behind here like they all have a, like a mouse or rat problem or whatever i'm just like noted not eating here <laughs> well okay that makes one new year's resolution easier for slightly me slightly easier yeah that's disgusting I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i yeah i think those are all good and i think i think the biggest thing is like actually you've always told me this start small yeah i think another one just being intentional of like you know what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing too. Like with those crash diets or something like, or going to the gym, like a crazy amount, you have to find like, why would I like go crazy and then scale it back? It's like, you need yeah. to like slowly build it in, yeah. find what works and then do it, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's something, you know, as people are a lot of these two to get ready for the spring rugby exactly. season, like all these things apply yeah. to make you a better player. Right. I mean, maybe not so much, I mean, I don't know. I guess it always would be helpful to have more money, like when it's in season. 
know? we're going to Nashville and Chicago. Yeah, we need yeah, money. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to start saving. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're also going to do episodes of the show from Chicago and yeah. Nashville on location. On oh, location. Yeah. So, big they, budget stuff. Hey, good job. Good yeah. first Philly V's yeah, top thanks. five. You know? Uh, and I think that's a good way to start the year, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This was... The first one, again, our next episode will be on Monday. We have a couple of interviews. We're going to have with us Abby Jorgensen, a CrossFit coach from CrossFit 8035 mm-hmm. in Des Moines. We're going to talk about how fitness and CrossFit and rugby can all kind of mix together. Yep. And also we check in with a friend of the program, Mark Blong from River Woo-hoo. City. So, yeah, we'll see how they're doing up there. It's yeah. going to be an awesome time. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Phil? What do you think? I thought that was really good. I'm really excited for the next couple. I I like this new format. I think it's going to be fun. Hey, rugby. Hey, rugby. Hey, rugby. How you doing? Good, you. 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 That was a long one. Yeah.